Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Thank you for listening. Whether it's your first time or you've listened to every single episode, I'm just glad you're here right now. How's your week going? I feel like I've had a very busy couple of weeks with lots of things in my schedule. And as you might have heard me say, one thing I'm working on is getting more rest, less push to be productive and more time spent on the things that matter to me and less time on the things that I don't enjoy. So I'm taking a hard look at my schedule at my life right now to see what exactly I can say no to. Where can I decline additional activities? Where can I step away from things? And how can I be sure that my life is filled with more joy? which is not an easy task for me. And I bet it's not for you either. I definitely have a story in my head that tells me I I just have to do all the things or the world will fall apart or that no one else can do what I'm doing. So I better do everything. And what I'm learning this year is that that's not true. There are ways to step aside and either let others do things or Just let some things go undone. That's right. Some things just aren't getting done. And I'm learning to be okay with that. Mostly I'm learning that my ideas that I need to do everything are really rooted in my desire to have value, to prove. I don't really know who I'm proving it to, maybe myself, but to prove to the world that I'm contributing in some way. And the fact is, I am even without all the extra things I take on. And so are you. You are already worthy in the world by just existing, just by being a part of your community and in your relationships. You don't have to do a bunch of extra things to prove your value. I don't know if you ever struggle with that, but sometimes I think that if I'm working through it, maybe you are too. So I I just want to share. So we know we're in this together. Together! We will refuse (laughs) to do more work. We'll have a a collective saying, of course, I'm capable of doing that, but I'm not adding anything to my plate at this time. So there you have it. That's what's going on in my brain this week, which very indirectly leads us into this episode. If you read the title of the episode, you know I'm going to talk about money. And let me tell you, I know this is a sensitive topic. I get asked about it here and there, like which chakra is about money. And so today, even though we might be deeply uncomfortable, we're going to talk about it. Money is so funny because we all know it exists. We all need it to move through life. But we also like to pretend that it doesn't exist. I mean, not everyone, of course, but there's a certain amount of, of wanting more of it, but really wanting to appear like we don't. Or some people take it in the opposite direction and declare that money is all that matters to them, that having lots of money is what makes them important and worthy. I mean, even the words worthy and valuable are attached to a dollar amount, right? Or whatever currency you use. Obviously, I 
I think, obviously, when I talk about value and worth on this show, I'm not referring to money, but the two things can easily get mixed up in our heads. We even tend to equate goodness and morality with wealth, even though I would venture to say they are completely unrelated. On the other hand, wealth isn't an indicator that a person is evil either, even though I think that's a thought that goes through our heads as well. How do we hold all these contradictory ideas in our heads? Well, that's the magic of being human, I guess. We can believe opposites at the same time. But since on this show we talk about chakras, let's look at money and our ideas about it through that lens. Money is an interesting energy, and that's really all it is. We, as a society, as a culture, have ascribed meaning and value to paper and metal that differs from its intrinsic value or what it is worth in and of itself. The value of the actual paper of a $1 bill and a $20 bill is is essentially non-existent. But we've, we've all agreed to pretend that one has 20 times more value than the other. And now that we don't even really use paper cash money very often, we, we've all agreed to pretend that some numbers in a computer somewhere have value and we can trade those numbers for other things. In this way, money is a very fine energy because it, it doesn't really exist. However, since it has such a massive impact on our physical lives, it's how we get the things we need to survive, money is a very dense energy as well. And I think that's part of why it's so confusing on some levels, trying to determine what we believe about it. But because it is such a dense energy, most of our thoughts and feelings and trauma around money are situated right in the root chakra. I know a lot of us are working on our root chakras for various reasons, so I'm, I'm not trying to add just one more thing to your life, but it is interesting to note that our thoughts about money and self-worth are handled in the same energy center, and I think that's why they can get tangled up sometimes. The root chakra is where the abundance-scarcity spectrum sits, and that's not surprising because the, the root chakra is our lowest survival chakra, the place where our basic needs are met or not met. It's also the chakra that correlates to early childhood when a lot of our beliefs about survival and therefore money become entrenched. Survival is warmth and shelter and food, all the things that we use money to get. Of course, as infants, we have no idea what money is, but that changes really quickly. And at a very young age, we start to have ideas about whether there is enough money, enough survival items to go around. If food is scarce or heat or clothing and shoes, medicine, if any of those things aren't available when we need them, it's easy for a child's brain to get fixated on lack because the lack is real. And it gets even trickier here because if our caregivers came from lack but aren't experiencing lack in their immediate surroundings, the energy of lack, of scarcity, can still be present and can still be imprinted on us as children. You might have heard of generational trauma, and and this is one example of it. When this happens, when we start to build our lives on a foundation of lack, 
it will seem like nothing is enough, that we can't ever be enough. And not having enough on the outside gets confused with not being enough on the inside. Conversely, if money and survival is abundant in our childhood, we may not develop an idea of scarcity. Our root chakras can open and develop, providing a stable base for us to move up the energetic channel. However, if as we move into the sacral chakra and start our relationship and emotional development, if our caregivers aren't present because they spend all their time and effort at work to make money, we can still develop trauma around finances, blaming money and the energy of it for our lack of connection. If we feel attachment is scarce, something that there isn't enough of or that we have to compete to get attention and love, that vibration can become present in our root chakra too. Even if our belief isn't directly linked to money itself, the feeling of scarcity can cross over to our beliefs about it. You see what I mean about things getting tricky? It's no wonder that we have a a complicated relationship with money. So that's just the root chakra trauma that can happen when we're young and forming our first beliefs about money, what it is, if there's enough, and those vibrations of scarcity or abundance they can last a lifetime if we don't take time to really examine our thoughts and emotions and to tease out where our money thoughts end and where they're tangled up with something else. Then we move into adolescence and adulthood where money expectations become wrapped up with who society thinks we should be. We have talked a lot over the years on this show and especially in the past few months about being our authentic selves who we are when we don't have our defenses up, who we are when we're not caught up in other people's ideas for who we are. Unfortunately, that's sometimes, maybe all the time, the part of ourselves that we want to be loved the most, and it's the part of us that we're afraid to show the world. All of the energies of the world contribute to this, and money and the process of earning and spending money is no exception. If we develop an uneasy relationship with money as children, or whatever our understanding of money is that young, society will help deepen those ideas. And I I really think that there's pressure, especially for women, around having money or wanting money. And look, you already know that I don't even believe money is real. Just the need for it is real to survive, to buy what you need and what you want. Our cultural role as women is to give to put the needs of others before our own. And part of that is going to be making money and spending it on ourselves. I don't know about you, but I I, I constantly hear stories of women made out to be the ultimate woman because she sacrificed everything for her family. And that's completely fine if that's what she wants to do or that's what you want to do. I'm not here to tell you there's a right or wrong way to use your currency energy. I'm just offering That society and its expectations create a trauma, a separation from our authenticity when it tells us that we must behave a certain way to have the right to exist. And when those expectations are around money, that goes right to your root chakra, where you might already be experiencing a break from your highest self, your most authentic self. And that doesn't even address the idea that there are proper ways for women to make money jobs that are appropriate and suit our culture's sensibilities. 
ambition is somehow seen as undesirable. And in a lot of ways, ambition is required when we look to make more money in a capitalist system. If your societal role is as a support system as a woman and instead you look to lead the system, you could find yourself in a really challenging position. Or if you would love to lead the system or change the system, but you feel you can't follow that authentic path, you're going to experience even more money and root chakra trauma. And because the system is all around us, it can feel impossible to escape from. Over the years, I've come to believe that we all have injury in the root chakra around money. I mean, I'm obviously not a financial expert. I have no interest in telling you how to invest or make more money or whatever else people do with this energy. What I do think is that because we have all these complications around the topic, like the fact that we never talk about it and that finances are supposed to be a big secret, we never get the chance to heal. And if we don't heal, we can't work with the money energy and we keep struggling. And the struggle is also a secret because there's this mythology that if we just work hard, we'll make money. And that simply isn't true. You can see that in a practical way just by looking around, but energetically, it doesn't make sense either because we know that like attracts like. If we're constantly draining ourselves with hard work, the draining, lacking vibration is all around us, making abundance tougher to come by. And I'm certainly not saying that just thinking positively about money is all we need to do because I think we all know that won't work. The world would very much like you to blame yourself for all your financial struggles because then you'll work even harder. And the people who push you to do more, to work harder, to drain yourself farther are the very people that benefit from that work, not us. But in a lot of ways, the financial system is not set up to benefit every person at every socioeconomic level. So the money trauma continues from generation to generation. I guess my point is, like any other trauma that we encounter on an energetic level, this injury needs space and time and attention to heal. And only when we heal do we stand a chance of engaging with money energy the way we want to. I can tell you that what started me on my healing journey with money and my root chakra was, that was Realizing, I mean, realizing what I said at the beginning of this podcast, that money is, is energy. That's it. That's all it is. It's a collective energy, just like so many other types of energy. It's just this one that we're all obsessed with. And we also somehow manage to think it's good and bad at the same time, when in fact, it's neither of those things. It's just an energy. And the second thing I realized was that if I was going to expend energy in the form of work, in expectation of energy in the form of currency, I wanted that exchange to be equal. I wanted to feel good about that exchange. And sometimes that meant drawing boundaries, which is not my best thing. So that was a rocky experience. And sometimes that meant leaving work where the energy exchange wasn't right. And that was painful but it was healing too. Part of the pain was letting go of a lot of the ideas that I had about money. And that, that might be what you're going through right this minute. It's, it's possible that I've said some things that make you think I'm 
I'm being ridiculous and that while my ideas might be well and good for me, they don't apply to your situation. And that's fine. Maybe they don't. But even so, I suspect that you have some root chakra trauma around money because I suspect that we all do. And if we'd like to change our relationship with the money energy, we're going to have to heal that damage. And one last thing. Uh, a lot of you are healers and light workers and spiritual practitioners. People are going to tell you that what you have to offer isn't valuable or it shouldn't be exchanged for money. But if you decide that it is and that it should, then it is. If you choose to participate in an energy exchange in that way, please don't feel shame or discomfort around it, no matter what people tell you. That is, that is some unhealed root chakra trauma and imbalance in everyone in that exchange. Remember, you are offering your energy for another energy, and that's universal. Healers, if you want to talk more about this, just reach out on Instagram or Facebook. I'm here for you. So that wraps it up for today. A super awkward, awkward topic, but it's one that's pretty important and one that could be impacting you in ways you don't even realize. I know that was the case for me. I can't even tell you the amount of money stories I was carrying with me that weren't just impacting my finances, but my relationships and how I saw my own value. If you're interested in exploring it further, do it. Journal, meditate, Really look at your earliest memories around money and see how they're shaping you. Examine your thoughts about what too much money and not enough money look like. How do you view people, including yourself, that fall into those categories? Because we spend a lot of time putting our money trauma on others, too, and spreading blame. Don't be surprised if you discover thoughts and beliefs that you really don't care for in yourself. It's okay. That's the work. Getting ourselves balanced and thinking and acting in ways that truly reflect who we are and who we want to be. In the meantime, join me on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach. I try to get stuff up there for you with some regularity. I'm really enjoying using it for personal connections too, so keep sending those messages. All right. All right. I love you all. I hope you're doing okay, and I will see you again next week. Bye.